up next on Inside Champ Car, rocking the Lifeline 24-hour classic. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Polanski. This week on the show, after a short summer recess, we're back to racing with the last race of the summer of 24 is at Virginia International Raceway. Our guest, the one and only Ben Keating, and a tech tip, which Bill hasn't told me about. It's going to be as much of a surprise to you as it is to me. Surprise. It's what we always talk about. Oh, well, don't tell me now. It's not a surprise if you tell me now. Yes, yes. How you doing, my friend? Back from vacation. How was vacay? Vacation was good. Got a little bit of a tan down there in the Keys. Did a little bit of fishing and boating and just had a blast with the family and did not touch Champ Car all but Well, okay, maybe I touched it twice while I was down there, but only for a couple of minutes. Okay. First time I've, I've done that in five years. I usually go on vacation. My kids get all mad at me because I take laptops and multiple laptops i'm doing work and they're wanting to go do stuff and i was like almost done almost done three hours later I'm not done. so this year i did nothing nice nothing nice i saw some pictures looks like you had fun yep had had a good time um got to drive a uh i i scheduled a nissan maxima because you know yep. lots of kids and family and they didn't have it so they gave me a jaguar oh, SUV, which was actually quite nice uh, i it was bet pretty cool. Yeah, three liter V six, quad turbo something or another. And as really long good. as you didn't have to spend your money to repair it, everything's oh, good. Oh, oh exactly. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I talked to a friend today, one of our employees today. She was looking at a at that as well, and she said it's, it's such a nice looking car, but the Jaguar. Yep. So yeah, that's all you have either. To say. I, I guess it's still the same. I remember when I, I was a kid back in the seventies, and you either got a good Jaguar or you didn't. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, so we're heading in. It's time. It's that we've been talking about it now for three weeks. It's finally here, Bill. We're finally going to go racing at VIR. I can't wait, man. I'm ready with all my gear. All my cameras are charged. All my cameras, you know, all my uh, still cameras are ready to shoot blurry photos. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready, man. It, wait, wait. It's, the cameras don't shoot blurry photos, Bill. You, you do. I, I actually got a new camera, too. So Ooh. new to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't wait to try that guy out. Cool. But yeah, so we're ready. Um, the team is ready. We've been talking with the team, getting our stuff together, making sure we had enough parts and pieces to put on a 24-hour race, which takes a lot of parts and pieces. Well, and as, it's uh, it's back-to-back 24-hour races, even though there's been three weeks between them. You know, the last race was the 24-hour at Nelson. I'm sure that, you know, you're going to have to take the same equipment and make sure it's all up to snuff for the next one, and you've had a couple of weeks to do it. But it's still back-to-back 24s are not easy. No, it's it's just like the drivers. I mean, you've got to take everything apart, clean it, put it back together, and make sure it, uh, it's still operating right because things vibrate loose uh, over that 24-hour period, and uh, which you don't want. There you go. So, how, how yeah. many cars do we have scheduled for this fine feathered event? So we have currently right now 73. We had 74 wow. this morning. We're down to 73. Um, this happens. Yeah. You know, don't get their cars together, but. Lots of cars, man. We're back up there in the in the big numbers. Last year we were down in the fifties. Um, yeah, fifty nine teams last year, but we struggled a bit um, between twenty nineteen and and uh, twenty twenty one. Well, yeah, you it know, is what it is. Right, right. But but still, seventy four cars at VIR is is nothing to sne- nothing to sneeze at. 
No. And uh, returning is uh, Pinky's out. They're defending champions. I mean, they've won it three times in a row now. They're headed. They're trying to uh, beat. Uh, let me pull that one up here. Um, I lost the folder. I lost the folder. Everything was in. It's here somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I want to say it's a, a, a Acura Integra, which Ben Keating is driving, that okay. has the record for the amount of wins. Here, let me pull this up. There we go. Our production documents for the show that Brian is participating in. We're still working on the schedule with Polly, and then I'll get the schedule out for all our folks. I believe David Haynes uh, will be joining us too from Australia to help call this race. We needed race. We needed a foreign accent which I believe Australian is kind of foreign, or is it American <laughs> is more to him? That's the question. Uh, that's good. Um, the VIR past winners, yeah, Pinky's Out has won 2019, 2020, and 2021. Simon says, and they're Acura, won in 2012, 2014, 15, and 16 with that Acura Integra. Okay. And uh, I think they're back. Let's see. No, I saw them signed up for another race. They raced earlier with us this year. Um, I believe they were at Watkins Glen because they were, they were, I was anticipating them to kind of be up there in the, in the top five. But I think what's happened is the cars have, uh, they've kind of shifted away from those fast cars back then. Okay. And plus those guys don't race as much as they used to. Sure. And of course, uh, back in, 2010 was our first race there on the south course of 24 hour which i was involved in with our little mark one mr2 and the x fed racing won that one um that was a little vw jetta followed by by uh, the boom pow surprise ford probe you know who that was that was bill riley with the uh the boom pow surprise yeah the, the probe, probe yeah. exchange yep, yep. <laughs> no, that was they, they they added that later. Oh, okay. But okay, okay. Then 20, 2012 and 2013, 14 was I think it was Ben was talking about 150 cards, something like that. It was a 2012 or 2013 for those entries. Actually, I have it right here. You know, it's funny in, in uh, college sports they have rivalry week, you know, where all the big college teams and the big rivalries, you know, when South Carolina plays Georgia, when Alabama plays I feel like this is kind of like rivalry week. We've got Keating versus Riley. Keating, Riley, Pinky's out. That's Huggins. Yeah. Um, we have uh, uh, Visceral Racing is coming up there. They've come close to winning that. Um, and he's, you know, he's in it a long shot, but he's in it for the summer of 24s. Yeah. Um, you got Hard Six Racing. They're bringing, a, they're bringing two cars. Honda of, uh, Honda of America Racing Team is bringing two teams. Um, of course, Brew Crew and their couple of cars. Bimmerline. You don't know who Bimmerline is, but we do. Yep, yep. Bimmerline, yeah, Bimmerline is um, uh, uh, James Clay's team. Okay. And James, James Clay runs in the IMSA series. And, uh, and J- the- J- James is also the owner of uh, Lifeline right. USA. And they're the sponsor of this weekend's race. And James has uh, donated a few little items for giveaways. Um, the winner is also going to get a really nice 400 plus dollar uh seat belt system um for their cars nice from lifeline along with uh we're going to be handing out a full fire system uh to a lucky draw during the driver's meeting so everybody's going to have to be at the driver's meeting because you have to be there to win it 
Great. So James is going to pull out your car number, and boom, that guy wins a full lifeline fire system. And tell people, remind people what the summer of 24s is all about, too, because we've got a couple, what, six drivers, six cars in yeah. line for that, possibly? So summer of 24s, which you had to compete in the Nelson Ledges 24, complete at least 10 laps. The same with uh, the VIR 24. And we only had about five or uh, I think five or six teams that have signed up for both. I need I, tomorrow on my list of things to do on my checklist here is to go through and make sure that, you know, some teams didn't sign up that uh, this when I first made the standings, they haven't signed up yet again. Right. So if they have signed up for the 24, I'll add them to the list and put them in the numbers. So um, but I'll go through that tomorrow. Um, and then, like I said, Atlanta Speedworks is going to be there's a lot of teams that are that are just top tier teams that are going to be there, including good, bad, and the ugly. And uh, of course, uh, hard six, which is um, Ben Keating's team. But yeah. How about our be- RVA oh, graphics? RVA graphics is going to be there as well with Rockwell Autosport. Mm. They compete in the IMSA series with two cars as well. And uh, they have some good drivers coming down. Um, Trophy Rife Racing, which is always a good team name to say over the ra- over the, because it's, <laughs> Hard to say. Trophy wife racing. There you go. You can't. Say, yeah. And uh, Wheels America Racing, um, they're coming back as well. Cool. So with the Miata. So yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Any any anything special for the teams going in before we go to the tech tip? Any special VIR rules that we have to pay attention to? Just, uh, you know, stay on the blacktop. Yes. That's Both the in the paddock thing. and on the racetrack. It's going to be cold. Is it really? It's going to be cold. I am taking, I have packed my snow gear right back there. That cold in August? 57 degrees at night. That's not cold. What? Dude, <laughs> It's it's been like 90s in the hundreds up here. But that's going to be freezing. It, no, no, no. Oh. I'm going to have to take you up to Wisconsin and, and do some ice racing, and I'll show you what cold is. It's 56 degrees is cold. Even in California, be, I don't think that's cold. You know it's going to be foggy as heck, too, sure with, uh, with the with the river, right? The Dan River the, going The Dan right River, back. yeah. yeah. It's gonna, the river temperature is going to be like 70 or going to be like in the 90s, and <laughs> the air temp's 70, so what's that make? Fog? Or fifties. It'll be like a a uh, it'll be like a murder mystery, you know, re- waiting to happen, and you know, in the foggy, steamy evening just outside VIR, racers came from coast to coast to race for a twenty-four hour win, and then the death came. We can tell ghost stories. Exactly. On the show. Woo! <laughs> Bill will be there with a little flashlight doing the whole. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to our tech tip before I take this thing completely off the rails. Tech tip time. I see Bill with his hand strengthener. Yes, I'm I'm with, uh, with, you know, those little things you squeeze Mm -hmm. and you make wrist strong so i can hold my microphone for 24 hour period that's not our tech tip though is it no okay (laughs) no our our tech tip is we are going to vir yes vir has historically been a very hot race so what do you do well one of the things that happens is you're a team owner 
you're the head guy in charge, or even just a race car driver just showed up to race and they put you to work. So you've been working, you know, you've been working all day Friday, get that car through tech. You've been working, getting the car ready for the race. You've done some laps during the test day and, and uh, you've gone out there Saturday morning, done a few more laps and you get to get the car together. So you've been working on this car constantly with very little sleep because you're worried to death. It's hot. It's humid. It's just not the best place for guys most of us are not in shape. I mean, there's a few guys out there that are in shape, but most of us are not in the best. Shape our next our guest lives. is in shape. Yes, yes, he is. Yes. And so, you know, you don't perform your best when you're dehydrated and when you've had lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. You tend to make mistakes. And you may not notice those mistakes, but the guy next to you racing might because <laughs> you just banged his door or. You know, you, you, you've gone off the, you've gone off an oak tree because you just, you just failed to see the turn in point or were thinking about something else. Those are kind of signs that, Hey, you might want to come in and get some water, or take a little rest for a bit, put somebody else in the car, maybe get a little bit of rest, but come nighttime, it, it gets, it gets kind of hard. You get start getting tired, dehydrated. Don't let that happen to you because it could it could end up hurting you or hurting somebody else. Well, and, and it's super important. And by the time you notice it or someone else notices it, it's really too late. You yes. know, even if it's if there's 12 hours left in the race, if you're if you're dehydrated at the halfway point, there's almost no way to get yourself rehydrated without, you know, a banana bag or a trip to the ER and, right. um, you know, you need to make sure that you don't let it happen because rehydrating in the, under those conditions is next to impossible. So I'm going to tell you a little story. And I may have said this before here. I say it all the time on our show, but and I, I've told this over and over again on that. But I know there's new people listening. So I want to say it was 2012, 2013. We're participating in the VIR 24 uh, in my Toyota MR2, my car. I'm out doing my my 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. stint, and I'm driving along. I'd been up all day long. I don't think I, dr- I drank that much because it was, it was humid, it rained, and I was just working on the car, just trying to keep the team all together and everybody corralled and doing what they're supposed to do. And, of course, you know, you're up bright and early, so not much sleep. And um, I'm in my car doing my stint. I'm doing my thing, man. I'm putting down fast laps. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So I've got to do this HTML on Monday. I've got to do this, this new checkout procedure for the, for the checkout process. And, um, oh, yeah, I got to do these pictures. Oh, shoot. I'm in a race, man. I need to focus on racing. I just missed an apex. I got the car a little wide, got off into the dirt. It's like, shoot, what the heck, dude? You're supposed to be driving. So I get back driving. I'm doing good again. Not three corners later, I'm thinking about HTML again. And it's just like, what the heck, dude? Come on, focus. I do some stuff in the car to kind of wake, you know, wake me up, make me, you know, yeah. I'm on the back brake going down. Dude. Another lap comes around. I'm going up through the S's and I swear I'm thinking shopping carts. <laughs> the chat, you know, like, you know, HTML shopping carts. I get through the S's and I, and I, I get passed by a car. I just pass. It's like, what in the heck is going on here? And I get on the front straightaway again. I don't know what's going on. I go to pass. A, I pass a car 
going th- up at the top of the, the roller coaster and it's a Mustang and I come down the hill and it's raining. It's just drizzling. Mm. But the track is slick as heck, as snot. And I just, I, the car just goes off out in the field. And it was one of those things I remember like, oh, it's flat here. I can turn back into the track. Well, it wasn't. I was at an angle, turned the car back. The, the car snapped because I was still doing about, I don't know, 70, 80 miles an hour. It snapped, went straight across the track. And I have a video of it where I missed that Mustang by millimeters, T-boning him. And went straight into the wall, nose first. Ended up hitting my head, got a concussion, brain bleed, out of racing for the rest of the year. And it all came down to I was making really bad decisions because I was dehydrated and lack of sleep, lack yep. of food, just all kinds of stuff. So one thing I've, I've said over and over for the last 10 years is, or nine years or whatever it's been, is like, if you suspect your driver's doing stuff that he doesn't normally do, there's an issue there. You need to get him in right. and, and look, talk to him. And uh, because if you don't, he's, he's going to end up getting hurt or hurting somebody else. Right. And you don't, you don't as a as a racer well and, and um and and the same advice goes for crew members too i mean yes and, and we talked about this before one of our other hot hot event weekends is that it's really good to have somebody on the team who's not a driver be in charge of making sure and literally watching your whole team through the weekend and keeping either, if you can't keep it as mental notes write it down make sure you're seeing people drinking water or Gatorade, not other stuff, you know, but whatever right. you need to, to, to keep people hydrated, have one person whose job really is to keep track of what your teammates are doing, because we don't think about it, you know, when we're busy. It's not something, you know, we, you and I can preach this all day long, but we still get people every race weekend who get dehydrated and have issues. So, yeah. um, but it's important to see and have that discussion, designate, you know, hey, John, your job this weekend is to make sure all of us are getting enough liquids. Um, right. And uh, and and give that uh, give that job to somebody, and that will save save a lot of possibly, you know, people and money from problems. So, right. And, and I think the big, the, the, the biggest issue I see guys getting out of the car is they start dumping water under their head. That does nothing. No, absolutely zero. The heat is going to escape out of your head. Anyway, it may feel good to you, but it does nothing for your body. You have to get that water yep. inside your body. That's the only way. Cause you sweat out all that water. Now yep. your blood is, is, you know, that 50 weight you've got in that car and it's you need to thin that blood back out again and, and you got to drink water. Yep. I think that's what works. I'm not a doctor, but my <laughs> wife is. <laughs> well, we'll have to get her on the show someday to talk about this. So, all uh, right. She'll just, she'll just cuss the whole time. There she'll you, just, go. Just, just <laughs> stupid. you know, Ben's wife, she's, oh, yeah, go race. You know, <laughs> my wife's like, go race now, too. But, uh, all right. Uh, anything else before we head out to break? And then uh, we've got Bill, uh, Bill, uh, Bill, we've got Ben Keating on the other side. Great conversation. Yeah. Nope. Just, uh, I'm headed out to VIR here, uh, on Friday morning, bright and early. And, uh, some, most of the team will be there. We're going to have some fun. And of course, when you guys are listening to this, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you're prepared and ready to go for 24 hours. Cause this is probably one of the hardest races we do all year. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to watching these cars through the night going through Oak tree and all that other fun stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that means you have to put a camera down there, don't it? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But put that on your list, man. Put that on your list. 
All right. When we come back, we've got Ben Keating. He's going to join us, talk about his illustrious career before Champ Car and why he comes out and which driver he's hoping to beat this weekend. We'll do that next on Inside Champ Car on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Every race weekend, you don't know what's going to happen. But with ChampCar.Live, all the action comes right into your living room. The Champ Car Endurance Series is North America's home to real competitive endurance road racing. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car, trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. And ChampCar.Live brings you live, full race coverage with in-car and trackside cameras, interviews, and expert commentary. Check out ChampCar.Live on the web, subscribe, and ring the bell so as not to miss a single minute of the action. It's fun, free, informative, and it's just a click away. ChampCar.Live, come check us out. We bring you a front row seat, but you'll only need the edge. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Polanski. He's Bill Strong. And joining us now is someone who we have threatened to put on the show for, for a long time. And I know Bill's been trying. And, you know, scheduling is hard, especially when you're flying all over the country to race and, and all over the world to race. But we were finally able to put it together. We're talking with none other than Ben Keating. Hello, Mr. Keating. How are you, sir? Very good, very good. Happy to be on the show. Well, we are really, really happy to have you. Um, so let's start with, and, and last interview, I didn't do my own rule, so I'm going to go back to my own rule. We always start with the beginning, and, and that here would be the question of how and when did you get interested and involved in cars to begin with? So uh, in, interested in cars, uh, uh would go way back, you know, my grandfather was a Ford dealer uh, and he had five children and four of them became Ford dealers. One of those was my dad. And so I grew up uh, as being, uh, you know, a car dealer's kid in, uh, uh, in Tomball, Texas, just outside of Houston. And, uh, you know, from the time I was 11, uh, I was, uh, you know, washing cars and parking cars in a straight line and picking up trash and all the other kind of jobs an 11 year old could do around there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of always been interested, not just in cars, but anything with a motor, you know, uh, it, I, I had a moped that I used to race around, uh, uh, the pasture at the house. And then I graduated to a three wheeler. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of miraculous that I lived, uh, through that experience. I, I've had plenty of wrecks on the three-wheeler that would have killed me. Uh, and then, you know, I so eventually ended up getting into the car business. Say yeah, again, Bill? Were these, uh, the, the three-wheelers that got all recalled back in the uh, 70s, 80s? Uh, yeah, there's a reason there's no longer a three-wheeler available is what I'll say. Okay. You know, right. uh, those things were death traps. And, and you know, uh, Bill Riley loves to tease me about, he loves to send me, you know, three-wheeler pictures that are not too, not too far from the truth for me. 
uh, uh, I got, you know, I got multiple broken bones and black eyes and, you know, whatever else from a three wheeler. But, you know, I, I got into the car business uh, actually having nothing to do with the fact that my, uh, my family was in the business. I went and got an engineering degree because I didn't want anything to do with the car business. And then uh, I, I fell in love with it in an internship in college uh, and decided that that's what I wanted to do. <clears throat> and so I went to work for a dealership in Austin, uh, you know, when we graduated I, I, and, uh, and I kind of went on that path of, you know, work being my only hobby. Uh, and it wasn't until, you know, Christmas of 2005 that my uh, wife, you know, trying to figure out what I mean for Christmas, you know, uh, decided that I was in the car business that meant have fun doing a track day at Texas World Speedway in College Station. So she bought me that for Christmas. I'd never heard of such a thing. I didn't know that you could take your car out on the track uh, and drive it in that way. Uh, I, I was the Dodge dealer in Fort Lavaca, Texas. Uh, and so I, I took a 2002 Viper off the showroom floor <laughs> of the Dodge dealership and I went to Texas World uh, uh, I wore shorts. Uh, I didn't bring any tools at all. I didn't bring a helmet. I didn't bring gloves. I didn't, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I, I had no idea what I was going to or what was expected of me. I borrowed an old open face helmet. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, within about 24 hours, I was driving the car hard enough that I boiled my brake fluid. Uh, of course, I didn't have any idea what had happened. I just knew that I had didn't have any brakes when I went into turn nine. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, luckily, uh, a nice guy next to me in the uh, garage said, it sounds like to me like you boiled your brake fluid. And even though I was a car dealer, you know, I looked at him like he had three heads. And I said, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. And he said, well, you got to bleed them. And again, I'm like, you know, okay. So he brought over his jack and his <laughs> tools. We bled my brakes, and I was good to go. Uh, you, you went to you went to a track day without a, a, a with a Viper, without a team of crew. It was just you and a, and a helmet. That I literally I drove the car off the showroom straight to the track, and I oh. drove it back home. <laughs> uh, uh, I had no idea what to expect, right. but. It was the most fun I'd ever had in my life. And I decided that, you know, I, I needed to do that more often. And so, you know, in, uh, in, oh, so I did that event in 06, uh, I believe. Uh, and then in January of 07, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I went to a Viper Days event back at Texas World. Because I was in a Viper, the guy that was running Texas World con, you know, con, suggested that I should come back to Viper Days. I went to Viper Days, and of course, there were all these guys there in Vipers just like mine. They were all doing all these incredible lap times, and this was something I was interested in doing. So 
I went around and interviewed a bunch of people and I made a long list of all the things I needed to do to my car to make it a good track car. Uh, and I added it all up and it was going to be about 15 grand. Uh, and being the car dealer, uh, I, I realized if I spend 15 grand on this brand new car, it's now going to be worth 15 grand less right. than it would be as a new car. And so it's really a $30,000 spend. Right. And so that's how I justified the fact that instead of spending that on the car, I bought a race car. <laughs> uh, at that event, I bought a race car uh, uh, because it was a better investment. And I put it in used car inventory at the Dodge store oh. uh, uh, so that I didn't have to bring it home. Right. Uh, it, and then uh, I took it to the next Viper Days event, which was at Sebring. Wait, wait, wait. It, how, do you, how do you explain to your wife that? You, oh, wait, you didn't explain to your wife that you bought a race car. It's now an inventory. That's right. We just had another car at the dealership. That's not, nothing new. Yeah. Uh, and oh. so I, I went to my next event, uh, which was a Viper Days event at Sebring. And I was doing some really good lap times at Sebring. I was in second place in terms of the time trial competition that they were having, but they weren't posting my times. And so I'd go to Skip Thomas, who was running the Viper Days of, uh, uh, you know, uh, organization. And I said, Skip, I don't understand. You're not posting my times and I'm in second place. And he said, well, Ben, you're in the Michelin Challenge Series. Uh, and if you're going to get your times posted, you got to be running on Michelin tires. Uh, and I said, I don't understand. I bought a car that came out of this series. And he said, well, you bought a race car. And on race cars, you got to be running on Hoosier tires. Oh. Uh, and, and so I said, you know, Skip, what do I have to do to go home with a trophy? <laughs> he said, well, you either have to buy a set of tires or you have to run in the race group. And at this point in time, I still didn't know that tires didn't last for years like they do on a street car. And so I said, well, I don't want to spend money on a new set of tires. I'll run in the race group. And so <laughs> I got put in the race group because I had bought a race car mm. and I was racing on a set of Hoosier slicks that had already done two races and they were two years old. Wow. And so I wasn't having any tire wear because they were hard as rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that was my first event and I promptly broke my transmission in that event uh, uh, and, you know, didn't get to pass anybody, didn't get to finish the race. Uh, but in that year, that first year, I did six events in that car, in the race group. And whether they were my fault or not, I was involved in six incidences. <laughs> and so they came to me at the end of the year and said, Ben, you're on probation. If you get in one more incident in the next six months, then we're kicking you back into the time trial group because nobody wants to race with you anymore. Oh. And that's exactly what I needed. Uh, I, uh, I, I backed it off and I tried to, you know, I quit trying as hard as I was trying. Uh, and then the, the following year, I, uh, uh, I won the championship in that class. And then I, you know, sold that car, bought a new car, upgraded to the next class. And I won the championship in that class and just kind of kept developing, uh, in that way. Uh, uh then I started to make the switch into World Challenge, but 
Chrysler came out with the Dodge Viper Cup, which was a spec series event. Right. Which, you know, they started that in 2010. And if you might remember, you know, 08, 09, 2010 was a really difficult time for car dealers. Right. Uh, yep. And, you know, uh, I didn't have any money. Uh, uh, and so the Dodge Viper Cup seemed to make a lot more sense to me because if you won a race, you got 10 grand in prize money. Uh, and they had two races per weekend. So I had the potential that I might be able to earn 20 grand a weekend, uh, which was way more than I could get anywhere else. And so I decided to go in the Dodge Viper Cup, and I did that for a couple of years. Uh, then uh, the car business got quite a bit better, and uh, I had paid down some debt, and I, I got a uh, my, my grandparents died in 2010. They left me a little bit of money. And, you know, again, I convinced myself <laughs> that my grandparents would really love for me to do something that I always wanted to do and that I could live without. I was going to be okay without this money. And so I used that money to buy a seat in one of Kevin Buckler's Porsches for the 24 hours of, of, of Daytona, the Rolex 24 Daytona. And uh, that is how I got completely hooked on endurance sports car racing. Wow. Uh, it, it, so, and, and then, Sally, it kind of took off from there. So, so how, does one, how does one go from a, a rear engine, sorry, a front engine, big heavy block, uh, rear drive car to a really lightweight portion, you know, they're not really yeah. emitted, they're, they're rear engine. So, rear uh, engine. Hey, 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 I, you know, I will totally agree that the cars handle differently, but I'm not a guy that gets caught up into front engine, mid engine, back engine, front wheel drive, rear wheel drive. Yeah, you know, hey, I don't care. You know, it, at the end of the day, I don't feel like, you know, uh, going fast around a track is that much different between the different cars. You know, uh, you know, I have many times I race an LMP2 prototype and then get right back into the Aston Martin on the same weekend on the same day doing different practice sessions or, you know, uh, uh, you know, 2021, I did the LMP2 and the Aston Martin both in the same Rolex 24 race. And everybody's always concerned about switching back and forth and, and all of that. It's just never been a big deal for me. Uh, uh, yes, you drive them differently. Yes, they behave differently. Yes, you get speed out of them differently. But, you know, after two or three laps, you just adjust. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. That's why I'm a front-wheel front drive Acura in yeah. chump car. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to that, a couple of things that have struck me in our conversation so far. First of all, um, most of us blame our dads to get us into racing. You blame your wife. I love that. That's fantastic. I give her credit. I'm sorry. You blame, gave her credit. Her That's right. Credit. That's right. <laughs> um, the second part is um, you're in Texas, and the entire conversation you've had with us just now, you've been walking around your house outdoors. I'm guessing it's 100 degrees yeah. outside. And you haven't even broken a sweat. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. That's awesome. It's okay. That's yeah, awesome. It, I, I'm, I'm, 
it's 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 uh, it's uh, uh, heat conditioning. I'm getting acclimated. There you go. There you go. So before we get on to Chump Car, Champ Car, well, it's still Chump Car officially, I guess. Yeah. You went from nothing as far as a racing background in 2005, and in 2015 you win the 24 Hours of Daytona. And what surprised me about the story you just told me is the first year they told you if you don't straighten up your act, we're going to kick you out. And one of the things I've always thought about you in all of the time I've covered races that you've been in is you always bring the car back in one piece. It's almost it's almost never you balling up your car. It's one of your teammates. So so and, and that's why the, the gentleman racer you know, that's always what you want in your gentleman racer. Obviously, you often own the team, so you get the drive. But but the gentleman racers sometimes get a bad rap, but you always bring the car back in one piece. Well, uh, uh, you, you might uh, uh, Bill Riley might suggest differently. <laughs> you know, we should have we should have won the Rolex 24 in 2016 and 2017 also. Uh, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I had a, you know, I had a blowout going through the kink, and I, uh, uh, you know, didn't didn't bring it home. Uh, uh, so, you know, I'd like to think that I've gotten a lot better at that. Although my record is not perfect. Right. <laughs> right. So now this weekend you're joining us with the Champ Car World Series at the 24 Hours of of VIR, and and for a guy who is. You know, racing at the top levels of motorsports, Le Mans, Spa, Francorchamps, you know, Sebring, Laguna Seca, to get into the car on a race weekend at Champ Car World Series. I just love it that you're doing that. Endurance Series. It's Champ Car World Series. Champ Car we were. I know. Sorry, Brian. We're still still educating Brian. Uh, We're working. Well, uh, you know, everybody always corrects me to say that it's Champ Car. And I'm sorry, but I just love the chump car name. I'm not willing to let it go. That's all you know, right. Uh, uh, so, you know, everybody can correct me all they want. I'm still going to call it the chump car world series. There you go. Uh, so, uh, uh, and you know, I, I, you know, it's, this, is, this is another thing I will, I will blame or give credit to Bill Riley for, you know, uh, uh Bill and Tyler invited me to come to that race. You know, I, I can't remember how long ago, but many years ago, uh, uh, to race in their Ford Probe uh, uh, with them. Uh, it, it, well, at the time, I, it had to be 15, 16, or 17 because I was still in the Viper. Uh, and, of course, I had Viper Exchange all over the side of my Viper and the re- and they put probe exchange. Yeah, probe exchange. I remember that exchange all over the side of their car as, as a great joke. But you know, I had so much fun. Uh, I mean, it is total mayhem out there. You know, I, I think you know. I don't know how many cars are registered this year, but that year I think we had somewhere around 150 cars on yep. VIR all at once, which is just mind-boggling. Uh, and you know it was incredibly fun racing it was incredibly clean racing and you know uh, it for me it really gets back to the root of it all you know uh, uh, i am doing this for fun you know i have kind of gotten 
you know, hooked into, you know, uh, chasing after some of these, you know, big championships and big race wins. Uh, uh, but, you know, the truth is uh, I'm, I'm slowly trying to pull myself out of that world so that I can spend more time doing the things that are just plain fun, which is what this event is all about for me. Uh, uh, I just enjoy, uh, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy the paddock. I enjoy the racing. Uh, I enjoy the, uh, I enjoy the officials. You know, I, I just, there's everything about the series. Uh, it was, it has been really fun for me. Uh, I think this will be my fourth attempt uh, to try to finish that race. Uh, I have yet to finish in, in, you know, so we decided to build up uh, an Acura uh, and it was about the same price to build up two uh, as it was to build up one. So we built up two Acuras. Uh, uh, and so I'm now a, a, a car owner uh, on, uh, on my chump car stuff. And so now, you know, I've got a little bit more invested into this weekend. And I'll say that it has been a very painful learning process. You know, our record has been 15 hours uh, that we made it uh, uh, in this race in uh, our cars. And, uh, you know, we didn't show up last year uh, because we've, you know, we've been doing a lot of work. So, you know, uh, we hit, we, we completely stripped all the wiring out of the car, rewired it, uh, put in a different, you know, ECU, uh, uh, put in a different fuel cell. I mean, just trying to do all, we're trying to solve all the problems at once. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's right. It, it's, it's what you do. It's just part of the game, but you know, our goal is to make it past 15 hours. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's our first goal. Our first goal is to make it longer than we've ever made it before. Uh, but, you know, for most people, that sounds like pure hell. Uh, but for me, uh, uh, it's a fun challenge, and I get to do it with people that I enjoy being with. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's always the outside chance. Even though I'm in the A class and Bill Riley is in the EC class. No, there's always in, no, no, Bill's in D class. Okay, same difference. You know, uh, 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 you know, uh, Bill's in the D class for being a big dick. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, there's always the chance that my Acura might outlast his Corvette. Nice. You never know. And, you know, uh, if he beats me, it's kind of like no big deal because that's what everybody expects. I'm in A and he's in D, and so he's supposed to beat me. But if I beat him, then I get to ride that all year long <laughs> for the rest I mean, of your so life. Much value in that. Yes. It, 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 there, there's so much. Uh, uh, it, it, I don't know. It's like, you know, it, you know, he may have a bet with me on how we're going to finish in this race, but it's like I'm getting huge odds on my bet. You I know, mean, uh, it, it's, it's it, everybody knows I'm a long shot because of the car I'm driving. But it's like I'm getting 30 to 1 odds. You did extremely, extremely well in the dark at Le Mans. I'm willing to uh, bet Bill won't be able to see past the hood in the dark at VIR. 
because he's well. Old. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your vote of confidence there, Bill. <laughs> but one of the keys to us winning the race at Le Mans is that I didn't drive in the dark. Oh, sh- <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I like that. That's what. <laughs> so I I can I can drive in the dark, but at Le Mans I give up about two more. You know. Uh, at a normal lap in the daylight, I'm about two or three seconds slower than my pros. Okay. In the nighttime, I'm four or five seconds slower than my pros. So I give up two additional seconds per lap that you don't have to give up. Uh, And so, you know, uh, we weren't supposed to win Le Mans this year. We didn't have the fastest car. The Porsches were so much faster than we were, but, you know, they made the poor decision to put their bronzes out at night uh uh and so you know uh, uh that was one of the reasons why we did well right uh yeah now clearly in this scenario when we're racing these acuras with chump car in you know uh, in a 24-hour race uh i am the pro uh and so you know i suspect that i will be doing a lot of night driving uh, which is great. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So, so Ben, Ben Levitt, he's, he's driving with you too, right? Ben? Uh, uh, yes. It, they, they, he pronounces it Levitate. Yeah. Levitate. So now he's, uh, now he's one of the Riley guys, isn't he? One of he the is. Guys. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's yeah, one of the engineers for Riley. So how did uh, you steal him away? Uh, uh, well, because, uh, he is a Honda guy. So he oh. grew up, working on Hondas. And so, you know, as we were struggling with these cars of trying to make them, you know, not break down, uh, uh, we used his experience and expertise quite a bit. Uh, uh, And, you know, again, the same kind of thing of what I just expressed, you know, uh, if Bill beats Levite, then it's because it was supposed to happen that way. But if we win, if we beat Bill, then we get mileage out of that all year long. You're kind of uh, like so it's not hard to get him to sign up for it. You're kind yeah. of like USA hockey in 1980 going up against the Russians. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're not yeah. supposed to even be in in that game, but you're going to be there and going after you know going after the the juggernaut that is Riley. So if we beat him, you know. Uh, 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 are we going to call that what was the name of that movie? The, the miracle, miracle on the racetrack. We're going to call it the miracle yeah. at VIR. Yes, right. The, we're going to call it the miracle on v, at VIR. Perfect. Yeah, I, like that. I like that. I love I might it. Even make, I might even make a poster for Bill. So, did you? Are you? Spin, did you us uh, put any of the tech that you learned while helping Fisker with the VLF V uh, Force One V10 into your Hondas at all? Any of that suspension? No, no. Uh, uh, it's apples and oranges. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, those giant rotors, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the rotors on that car are larger than the wheels on my Acura. I think you're right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So when we had Bill on, he likes to tell stories. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't know how many of them are true, but regardless, they were good stories. Do you have any Bill Riley stories you can put out there for us that we can really poke the bear with? 
golly, <laughs> I should have expected that question and I should have come prepared. Uh, 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 but uh, off the cuff, I can't come up with any. That's all right. Uh, That's uh, it, and I'm so, I, I'm so disappointed with that. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. I am, uh, uh, let me think on it a minute, but nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. So <laughs> I was just going to say, so you said you, you're doing this now because you love it and you love the people and you're kind of winding down from maybe some of the pro racing stuff and wanting to do more things that you, that you like to do. What else is on that Ben Keating bucket list? I mean, it seems like you probably checked off all the big ones at this point. Uh, I know the VIR 24 win this weekend is obviously on the top of that bucket list. What else is out there next? What's, what's the next Absolutely. piece of fruit? Yeah, you know, I, you know, uh, uh, I do really enjoy still racing at that top level, uh, uh, but I also realize that it costs a fortune to compete at that level, and uh, uh, you know, I, I don't really have anything to prove to anybody, including myself, uh, and, and so, you know, uh, I, I will continue next year in the wet championship for one last year because it'll be the last year of the gte cars mm -hmm. uh and i just don't have any desire to switch to a gt3 car in that series uh and you know what i mean by pulling back is you know i'm hoping to go from you know uh 12 to 15 races a year down to six or eight races a year uh and just doing the ones that i enjoy uh you know at, the, the one thing that is is on that bucket list is to, you know, hopefully win the World Endurance Championship. We got second last year. We're currently in the points lead. Uh, uh, we got two races left. Uh, and, you know, we only have a seven-point lead. So uh, it's pretty tight there at the top. Uh, uh, but uh, we're still hoping that we pull that off uh, at, at the end of our last race. Uh, and that's kind of like the last big you know box to tick uh, uh, uh you know for the for the most part you know I, uh, I, I i've won all the big races that i have uh you know uh you know, kind of set out the the goal of accomplishing that uh and you know I, I you know i feel like i need to be spending less time you know uh, uh chasing after that rabbit uh, and spending less money chasing after that rabbit and just get back to the, uh, the, the core of what it's about. And that is just going out there and having a good time. Well, that's, that's interesting because when I, I, I met you for breakfast one day, uh, on accident or by accident, and, uh, you had just lost at Petit Le Mans. Uh, your okay. Had, now, uh, wait a minute, Bill. Jerome had actually run out of fuel. Uh, 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 Felipe Fraga was in the car. Oh, Felipe was yes, yes. You 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 started break you started breakfast out you know like saying oh I'm so sorry you just lost yes and my response was bullshit we just won yes exactly uh, uh, you know uh, so you know uh, the goal of that race was to win the world endurance I'm sorry the North American Endurance Championship. And because we went for first place points at the eight hour mark, which secured us that win, we didn't have enough fuel to get to the end at the 10 hour mark. 
Uh, uh, and so, you know, I made the decision to win the North American Endurance Cup instead of the race. And so everybody, everybody approached me like, oh, I'm so sorry you lost. Yeah. And, you know, I'm there going, nobody understands. We just won. You know, yeah. uh, we won the championship. We accomplished our goal. And, and you know, uh, uh, let's have a beer. Yeah, that was that was actually pretty funny because, uh, you know, it, I had talk, I spoke to Bill and Tyler after that and they you know tyler was basically went, we're gonna run out of fuel at turn 10 10 a or, or something like that yeah and every, riley's like no no we might make it to the top of the hill we might be able to get there and sure enough 10 a or right down the straightaway there they ran out of fuel so he was spot on which yeah. still amazes me that how how close these guys can call these races these engineers yeah what's interesting is the exact same thing happened to us last year at Petit in the LMP2, you know, I, I, again, I made the call as the guy paying the bills. I made the call that I wanted to go for the NAEC win, which we got and we won it, but we ran out of fuel on the last lap uh, uh, and ended up coming across the line in second because we ran out of fuel in 10 a and coasted down the hill. Right. So, so uh, you're not going to run out of fuel at VIR, right? Well, uh, that's yet to be seen. No, uh, you know, uh, we have a, I was doing the math yesterday. You know, we have a new fuel cell. We have a collector that has half a gallon in it. Uh, and by my math, I'm pretty certain I can make it around the lap uh, 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 it, with half a gallon, maybe even a lap and a half uh, uh, with half a gallon. Uh, but that's all dependent on whoever is driving, seeing the light. Right. <laughs> now, now, it, yeah. Now, so if, now, if we do a pump out on that car, we're not going to find this much fuel, are we? Nope. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> so, nope. before we head out, Ben, I got to tell you, I, I can't find the list. I should have pulled it up. But you have won the 24 Hours of Daytona, the Sebring 12-Hour, and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. The, the list of people who have done that has to be really, really short. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what that list looks like, you know, uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'll agree. It's, it's crazy when, when I look at it. You know, we've won, we've won a lot of World Endurance Championship races. Uh, uh, I've won Petit Le Mans. I've won Watkins Glen. You know, I, I've won a race at almost every circuit that IMSA goes to. Uh, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's been really spectacular. You know, uh, uh, you know the, uh, I, I would agree with Bill that, or maybe you said it, but, you know, the, the 24 hours at VIR is probably on the top of the list of races I want to win that I haven't. Nice. Nice. Is, um, uh, I completely lost my train of thought. I had a very important and good question to ask you, and I've completely forgotten it. Oh, you're back. You're in the house now. How many steps does your Fitbit say? I don't know. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't know. He was getting me dizzy out there, man. It's, and you just, you're, you're, you're just. Uh, I think your birthday is in a couple of days. Wow. One. I've done uh, my research. Yeah. Wow, you have. Uh, it, it, it'll be in, uh, what, uh, 10 days. Yeah, 10 days, yep. I'll I, be 51. I remember one, 
My question now. Step, hey, hey, I'm one step closer to staying bronze forever. There you go. <laughs> there you go. My question is, is what does the nearly 51-year-old Ben Keating tell that 13-year-old who was breaking bones on the three-wheelers? Could you have ever imagined at age 13 that you'd have done all of what you've done as far as motorsports goes? Absolutely not. You know, like I said, when I even when I that first day I went out, I had no idea that any normal old Joe could, you know, hop in their car and take it out to a track and drive it that way. Uh, uh, you know, I just had I had no idea that that opportunity existed anywhere. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if you look back at my history, I've been very open about the fact that, you know, I, I went through drug rehab twice in high school. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's I would I would definitely say that, you know, my personality hadn't changed at all. Uh, uh, but my drug of choice uh, is quite different now. And it's it's racing cars. Uh, but, you know, the, the same things you get into trouble with. Uh, uh, you know, when you're a drug addict of not making wise choices uh, uh, or, you know, doing whatever it takes to uh, to get a fix or whatever that happens to be, you know, uh, of how it can have an effect on every other place in your life. That is all still true. Hmm. You know, when it comes to racing, I don't make good decisions. Uh, you know, I, 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 I put... Uh, you know, stress on my wife and my kids and the office and everything. Uh, uh, and, you know, even though it, it, it takes all of that, uh, uh, you know, I, I still do it just because I absolutely love it. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know it is, uh, I don't know what I would tell that 13-year-old, you know, Ben, uh, uh, other than, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know, I I feel like I'm living my best life right now. That's you awesome. know, uh, uh, and uh, you know, uh, who knows what the future holds? You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm 50 years old. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm I don't think I'm even halfway yet. I'm I'm uh, I'm super healthy. I'm going to live a long life and I can't imagine what the next 50 years hold. Uh, uh, and so, you know, I, I might be trying to think about, you know, what do I tell that, that 80 year old Ben Keating race car driver? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, car champion. There you go. There, you, there go. you go. So I'll tell you, Ben, I'm pretty certain that the, the applications for sainthood, for Mrs. Keating and Mrs. Strong and Mrs. Belansky will be uh, uh, will be submitted at the same time for allowing right. all of us to do what we do on the weekends and 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 giving us the opportunities to do that. Well, none of us could do that without support from our families. You bet. Of course, while I'm going to VIR to go racing, you know, she's taking a girls trip down to West Palm Beach in Florida. So, you know, uh, that's her way of getting even with me. <laughs> that's right. awesome. Right. <laughs> ben, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. We're going to have to get you back on with with Mr. Riley so that you can kind of just and Bill and I are just going to sit back and listen while you guys go after each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be entertaining for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 
All right, that's Ben Keating. He's going to be racing with all of us uh, this weekend at VIR, and uh, we are going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Uh, we'll do that next, coming up on Inside Champ Car. Inside Champ Car is a podcast that takes a deep dive into all things going on with the Champ Car Endurance Series. Hosted by veteran journalist, radio host, and racer Brian Belansky and Champ Car's very own Bill Strong, we talk to drivers, team bosses, tech gurus, and series supporters. Episodes air every week in time for you to listen on your way to the track. Inside Champ Car is on the Racing Wire podcast network found on Apple, Spotify, Google, and most popular podcasting apps. Welcome back, Inside Champ Car. He is Bill Strong. And I'm Brian Belansky. What a great chat with Ben Keating, Bill. Yes, that was awesome. I knew it would be awesome. I mean, he's such a cool guy. He got his uh, 10,000 steps in just talking to us. Yeah, he did easily. <laughs> I he was getting me busy walking around his house because his phone was pointing up. I know. I saw his roof every time, and it was just like, whoa. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, so we got Gingerman coming up next week. Uh, yep. That's August a seven and an eight, right? Yep. Um, that's a weird one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, let me open up the subs here real quick. You started too quick, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, that's all right. So we have a two-hour quiet hour. Oh, yes. Se- this is the weird one because they, the track and the church and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some folks nearby, they just don't want us making noise during their services. So now it's a two-hour but we've extended it out. It's a eight hour on Saturday, seven hour on Sunday with a two hour break. And uh, it's one race. So there's no split, you know. Just oh, so it's it. it's cumulative. Yep. Yep. Cool. So we'll bread flag everybody, bring them down or sorry, black flag everybody, bring them down uh, pit lane, park them in the spots they were out on the track behind the pace car. We'll turn the cars off. Guys can get out their data stream, you know, their data chips and their cameras and all that, you know, the little stuff there, get their driver out, of course, and go hang around for two hours and, you know, drink mimosas or, oh, wait, no, you can't do that. Oh, so it's it's not a Saturday to Sunday cumulative, just the Sunday is one race with the two hour break. I got you. Correct. I got you. Okay. uh, Yeah. So Sunday is just two hours and just have your lunch for two hours. It's kind of nice for me because I get to. You know, usually I'm running around for like an, the, through the hour fixing cameras, getting things set up, and then I go to get lunch, and oh, now we're going back racing. <laughs> it's like, no. Good so, stuff. yeah, it's it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, other than that, it's a normal race weekend in Gingerman. And, of course, it's, you know, in season. I think it's in season for uh, hotels and all that stuff, so that's always a pain. You got all the tour- – hey, South Haven's a big touristy yep. area. And uh, but it's fun. We we have a blast there. It's great for us because they have a huge ice cream store that get these ice creams the size of my head. Ice cream cones, pretty big, and I have so, a big head. So it's in season also for humidity and mosquitoes. It's not bad. I, I'm I'm tell it's well now it's going to be bad. But you do you know, know what the Michigan the State bird is? The mosquito. The mosquito. <laughs> yeah, I know about that. Oh, uh, good stuff. All right. Anything else before we head out of here today? I mean, this has been a good one so far. We don't no, want to like just, ruin it uh, by by brabbling on here, right? Uh, no, we don't. We don't get paid extra. <laughs> <laughs> we get paid. 
Well, wait a second. <laughs> Gonna have to talk to Dana about that part. Yeah, I, I shouldn't complain. Actually, I, I, I did get paid. <laughs> we need some sponsors. We're starting to get some good, some good, good numbers on the folks listening. And so, if you you want to, we'll make you a deal. Oh, Brian and I, we'll make some deals here. Let's get your shop or your business or you know, you want to, you want to, you want to, you know, you want to yeah. help help our show out. Give us, give me an email. Send Bill, Bill an email. Yeah. Bill that strong at champcar.org. There you go. All right, Bill. Thank you again. We'll do it again next week after VIR. We'll have a lot to talk about. Oh, lots. I'm not sleeping. Oh, you won't be sleeping. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any episodes. Also, leave, leave some comments, good or bad, on our social medias. We'd love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll have another episode next Thursday as well for Bill Strong's. I'm Brian Polanski. You're listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network.